Welcome to the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need, regardless of where you're applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sick forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now, we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. In this episode, I spoke to a surveillance and counter-terrorism officer about why a career in the police was right for him. As with all our conversations in this series, our interviews are recorded remotely, so you might hear some background office and working from home noises. Don't forget to check out the Take Your Place resource website at takeyourplace.ac.uk slash resources for more university and apprenticeship information. So I'm joined today by the surveillance officer for Ursu, which is the Eastern Regional Special Operations Unit. Thank you so much for joining me today. Could you start by telling me about your current role and what types of things you get up to in a typical week? So I'm a Norfolk police officer who, like you say, is a candidate of force at this time to Bedfordshire Police. I'm part of a dedicated surveillance team and my role is to gain covert evidence against those who are the most risk to the eastern region and sometimes uh, those that pose a threat nationally as well within the UK. I spend a lot of my time travelling around the eastern region and sometimes, like I say, around the country to follow persons who are involved in this sort of criminality. The team I work for is equipped to deal with any form of criminal that we're asked to provide evidence against. So we have to remain covert at all times. We also have to use our PPE, which is our personal protective equipment of cuffs, baton, spray, taser, etc. Should we be put into any dangerous situations that require us to use them. Ultimately, my team is there to be within the community, making sure that members of the public are kept safe. And if need be, these criminals are given lengthy prison sentences to keep the public safe long term rather than just short term. We do have numerous jobs ongoing at any one time, so my week can at times be very different to the week before, so there's no sort of structure to it. And we have to make sure that we do a lot of training, so at times my week can include scenario-based training. I um, have admin also to do on my role, so I'll take an active role in the recruitment and retention of BAME staff within my organisation, which is Norfolk. Also offer to help and support anyone who's interested in joining the police, as the process, as we know, at times can be quite daunting. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us today to help with that process as well. So this series is looking at higher and degree apprenticeships. In the coming years, the police are going to be offering apprenticeships and the apprenticeship route. Could you tell us about how you first became interested in policing and what was your route from secondary school and GCSEs through to your position now? Yeah, so with the higher and degree apprenticeships, it wasn't a program that I was part of because, as you know, it's just a fairly new program. But I left school with four GCSEs at grade C, three at grade D and one at grade E. So, yeah, I knew that I probably should have tried a little bit harder at school, but I wasn't interested in the academic side of it at the time. I always wanted to be on the go and ultimately that led me to being in the role that I'm in at the moment. I knew that the uniform role in the police was a fairly active role and not a role that was sat behind a desk for a long period of time. I did go on to college. I did obtain two A-levels by studying the BTEC. It wasn't for a qualification. I had anything to do with the police, but I was simply made to go to college by my parents. So I made the most of it and put much more effort into my college work than I did my schoolwork and I achieved what I needed to do with the qualifications. Within a few months of leaving college, I did then joined the police. I was one of the youngest to join. I was 19 when I actually started. My reasons for wanting to join the police were positive encounters I've had with the police on previous occasions. I'd watched many 
police documentaries on TV, which sparked my interest. I was also very fortunate that my local police station was a tiny little house where a couple of police officers worked from, so I was able to get to know the team that worked out of there quite well. I was able to ask all those sort of honest questions that I needed answering, just to make sure it was the right role for me. How did you find the application process to be a police officer? Was there a formal sit-down interview, or is it more of a practical interview that you have to do? I found the application process fairly straightforward. I remember writing out my examples and previous experiences over and over and asking people to read them and give me feedback. I remember being told to keep it simple, which I did. It took a long while for the recruitment team to update me of the next steps, but I applied at the start of quite a large recruitment campaign 10 years ago. Although from start to finish, I still completed it all in just over a year, which I think was quite quite good. There was an application which I had to do, which was marked... Then there was an assessment centre which included role plays and there was four five minute long interviews um, within this assessment centre. It also included a written exercise and a mathematics exercise which it was fairly simple to be honest. On completion of that I was then invited to a formal interview and I had to prepare a presentation to a panel and this panel included a HR representative, an inspector and who was at the time the assistant chief constable. I know that the process is obviously due to change, so my route is going to be very different to how police officers are recruited now, but I'm sure there'll be some similarities. If I give anyone any advice about the whole process, whatever process you go through, it's just to be yourself. I was asked the classic question of why do I want to be a police officer, and I gave a really cheesy and classic response, which I said because I want to give something back to the community, which obviously was true, but that's not, it wasn't really me. I followed my answer, or my initial answer, up with my true reasons, and the fact that I want to confront the most harmful criminals in the community that are causing victims of crime, aggravation, and upset, and the fact that I want to be an officer that responds to large-scale disorders, and the one that attends the burglary to catch the person in the act. So my advice to anyone is just be honest and be truthful and just be yourself. And what do you enjoy most about your job? What types of skills and interests do you think would lend themselves to someone excelling in the police? So I enjoy that I don't really call it work, I call it a career. And it's it's sort of job that you can just get up in the morning and you haven't got to worry about going to work and you, you want to go there. Also, if after a few years in a particular department, you want to move to a different department and look at policing from a different point of view, you can. I've always done two years in a department and moved on. I went from uniform policing into covert policing and others will go from uniform policing to detective roles. Uniform policing is, I suppose, a specialism in itself and some people just want to stay there and they want to work in uniform throughout their career, which is also a really good option. There's also times whilst in a response unit or a uniform role where small projects will get started and you'll be invited to be part of it so there's lots to get involved in i'm not sure academically what you need because my process was different to what's what's current however people skills are an absolute must you must be able to talk with people of all ages genders races religions etc obviously it's of no shock that the police do attend a fair amount of violent crime type jobs so you also need to be resilient and and dare i say thick-skinned some of the criminals that we have to deal with use language that would horrify and shock some so you'd need to be able to deal with that mentally as well at times there can be a fair amount of writing whether that's statement taking or typing up a file or report good knowledge of a computer in itself is, is a skill i remember being aged 19 years old taking a statement from people who had, who've got several years more life experience than i had and they'd use words that i just couldn't put into any sort of context so you just need to have the courage to ask them what they mean the police is a disciplined organization nothing like what it used to be and nowhere near anything like military but as a police officer you will soon get to know the ranking structure and what rank of officer you need to go to for what sorts of problems i'd urge anyone who's um, interested in the police to have an informal chat of any police officer that you might know whether that be a family friend or just your local police officer also myself you can speak to me if you wanted to a lot of my friends and family would say that I'm always at work so in my current role I always work away from home and I do get asked if I have time to 
spend any of my wages. Which I do. My particular role requires me to travel several miles a day. My working day becomes extended from time to time. So what is meant to be a six or eight hour shift can soon turn into a 16 or 18 hour shift. But as a uniform response officer, those extended shifts are much less. I remember there was um, five shifts, so five lots of teams. So one team would take over from the next and vice versa. You also learn to become very friendly with those teams, especially ones taking over from you because they're going to be the ones taking your handovers from you. You do need to understand that there is a shift pattern, but usually you do get to plan around it and get to enjoy your rest days uninterrupted by work. So the current shift pattern is, well, this is for response officers. It's too early, it's too late, it's two nights. And the night shifts are all the way through the night. But like I say, you get four days off after that and those four days are normally uninterrupted. Unless something really major has happened, a riot or similar, you're not going to get called to work. Great. Thank you very much. Loads of really good information there. And thank you for offering to talk to people. What I'll do in the podcast description under here, I'll put some details as to how people can get in touch to have an informal chat with an officer if that's an option, because that would be really useful. So what tips and advice would you give to someone who may still be at school and is listening and really wants to pursue a career in policing? So my advice would be just keep your head down. I know it sounds really crazy, but don't get yourself arrested. And there's a lot of friends at my school and college that are always interested in the police, but have got themselves in just a bit of a silly situation whereby they've got themselves arrested and that just causes barriers. So after joining, I was sent to several jobs from schools and colleges where students had just made really bad errors and sometimes the law just doesn't allow us to deal with it by any other way than a criminal record so just be selective as to who you hang around with and what activities you might get involved in and also the activities that others might get involved in but have fun because once you join there's a big responsibility put on you especially if you joined as young as I did at 19 there's a hell of a load of responsibility on your shoulders now do some form of volunteering that you might feel appropriate so when you apply and you're invited to an interview and they ask you a question similar to what have you done to help your local community you could or would be able to talk about your volunteering it also helps with speaking to people of different ages and different experiences i'd make contact with whoever your school police officer is or the police officer local to your house make them aware of your ambition to join they may be able to provide you with information on what's current at the time that you apply because not much changes however the organizational priorities do change and it's always good to know what our priorities are you can check them out on the force website ordinarily there's loads of information there as well which would help anyone prepare fitness is something else i would say it's pretty simple the fitness tests for the police but as long as you're a fairly active person you're gonna have no issues but if you're not if you're really not very fit then it's something to bear in mind probably a, a good few months up to a year before you apply to the police so I know that you used to be able to do work experience with the police. I don't think you can now, but try and choose a work experience that you're interested in that could be used with, with the police. So I'm thinking of schools, any sort of social services or councils, anything like that, that would gear you up towards a role in the police. So let's go back to the application process. When you passed your interview, how long did the training take before you were actually a qualified officer? So from day one as a police officer in training school, it takes two years to become a police constable. So you're still a constable within the two years, but you're student officer or some people used to refer to it as being a probationer so as soon as you're safe and competent within those two years you'll be sent out on your own dealing with jobs that are coming in on the radio so you'd be a bit more regular contact with your sergeant on your team giving you guidance along the way I can imagine that working in policing can be extremely stressful sometimes, some of the situations you've mentioned already. What kind of support do you have to help you? So the best support you're going to get in the police is going to be from the team that you are probably first on. You'll be going to difficult jobs and those difficult jobs you'll be going to together. You'll be put on you'll put on a brave face and deal with it, but your team will know you the best and you'll get to know them very well. You'll know when something isn't right or something has affected them and you'll be able to talk to them about it. 
there have been many jobs where we've had to deal with events that are just awful and are not very nice. But some jobs you do here on the radio that your colleagues have been sent to, you, you offer to, to go as well, knowing that job's going to be an unpleasant one for them. But you, you go in there knowing that you're just going to support your colleague. So obviously I say colleague, but most of these colleagues do become your friends. And some of my friends that I joined with are our best friends now, like 10 years on. If the jobs you go to deem to be not very nice, then... The force has a process in place called trim and that's a process where someone is trained and sits down with you and talks to you about the incident and just to check that you're okay and you're not being traumatized by it. There's many support networks available as well. So if you're of a particular characteristic or have a particular faith or sexuality, then there are support networks as well to assist you um, should you need it. But like I say, the people that's going to give you the best um, support are going to be your, your colleagues that soon become your friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before you go, could you tell us some of the best things that you've had the chance to do or learn? through your policing career? So I've had um, yeah, many opportunities in the police, so 10 years of courses and departments and roles, but I've attended several driving courses, so standard response driving course, so blue lights and sirens. The first time doing that was was, was fantastic. It was really exciting. I went on to do the advanced driving course, so much faster paced, faster cars, pursuits, loads more yeah, driving tactics and skills in that. A taser course, I'm taser trained, which you're not going to get probably many other jobs apart from probably the military sort of specialist method of entry train so training to allow us to enter buildings so putting doors in as we say I've gone into covert policing now, so I've learned surveillance skills and covert tactics, and they get taught to us by other partner agencies that also do surveillance. So that's a skill in itself that you could probably not get anywhere else. I've policed many events and concerts. The radio one, Big Weekender, was a, was one that I remember policing. So these sort of events that you probably wouldn't imagine of um, policing, you, you get the opportunities to. I used to always love a good foot chase, used to always keep me fit, and had a bit of a reputation for chasing after people. And, always catching the person that runs so that was always good fun i think the best thing is is meeting the best of friends through the police thanks for joining us today thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com slash take your place or on your favorite podcasting app you can also find us on instagram where we are at take your place underscore he on twitter at take your place he and on Facebook at facebook.com slash takeyourplacehe. You can also email us with any questions, requests, or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.